Okay, good evening. So we're gonna finish up Nipple, which is like literally to fall down. And really, Rabbi Pinka says, talks about a very important connection to all of Tefillah, and that, that is what's the main thing about Nipple, literally falling down, diving to Hashem, realizing that everything is dependent upon Hashem. He said that if a person that comes and begs for, for mercy, then Hashem will listen to us. Well, call us in Nipple, the, the most important factor to be able to daven with Nipple is Sayyid Ha'anava, is the, the principle really of humility, of being humble. Shinoifel v'nichne l'fnei a person is noifel v'nichne l'fnei bura, they lower themselves down, they, they humble yourself in front of Hashem. Shihakidama, which is the prelude, v'tznai, in the condition of Makavatvila, the beginning of davening, the whole concept of davening and asking for things and recognizing and, 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 and praising Hashem and recognizing that Hashem is way above us is humility. And tonight, actually, I, I'll tell you the truth. Right now, uh, I don't exactly something in the ear about because this whole government funding thing right now, which affects all the schools in, in, in Illinois and still in Chicago. So I could really, sometimes we can fool ourselves um, and believe that things are up to us actually have a very large, uh, very important event for the school also, and it's an outdoor event. So I told someone today, I said, you know, we, we need, he's a daven for everything. He's daven for this and that. We sometimes we think we're involved with, you know, we can be so it's helpful for our success. But the weather, we, we all know it's not up to us. The truth is, is where a person davens, the, 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 the main thing is davens, that nothing is really up to us. Humility really believe, is, is the knowledge that everything we have our our health, our wealth, our intelligence is all but for Hashem gives in one second. Khalila person can lose uh, lose it all. It's all a gift from Hashem. And humility is the recognition that everything we have in this world uh, comes from Hashem. And you know, when a person realizes that everything they have is Hashem, there's nothing to brag about. I think I once uh, a few uh, last year, it was in terms of Devara, One of the things we were learning, you know, I mentioned. Imagine that you borrow somebody's uh, clothes or car, and then you look down at people who don't have that clothes or car. It's borrowed. It's not even yours. Like you're driving. Look at me. Look, you know, where the clothes. It's not yours. It belongs to somebody else. And everything we have in this world is Hashem's, and therefore we can't look down at other people. We have to also recognize, be cognizant to, uh, of that everything comes from Hashem. Our Hashem says, Shlomo Melch says, Hashem is to'avas Hashem Hashem despises those who are arrogant because you're bragging about things that are not yours. And now you're bragging in front of Hashem. Listen to this. That Hashem despises those who are haughty. You're distant. The more haughty a person is, the more distant they are from Hashem. As the Katzka Rebbe's, Shekol Adam Shu Gavoa Lev, Anyone who's haughty uh, is far from Hashem. Rachim Hashem. Katsurava said that where do you find Hashem? Anywhere you let him in. If you're a person, the more a person's humble, the more they're a vessel for, to, to, for the Shekhinah, for Hashem, and the closer they are to Hashem because they recognize that everything's from Hashem. The more a person is haughty, the less Hashem could have. Uh, what to do with them because they believe it's up to themselves. 
There is nothing more uh, uh, of a complete opposite uh, of prayer of tefillah the more than being holy. Sure, you say that tefillah, the foundation of tefillah is the vacus, is clinging the cure of Hashem and being close to Hashem. The gamsha anava, and anava not only for Nepal, not only to be able to, to put your head down and say, Hashem, please help me. I, I cannot do this. It's not up to me. Anava is ikr mazat tefillah. Period. Not only for Nepal, but so the essence of tefillah and mitzvah tefillah. Shematzvah atzvah chavona amitis. A person when they, when they put their head down, when they daven, when they lower themselves, is it with the understanding should call in yanov, v'tzrachav everything they need. It's lulam kadosh baruch It's dependent on Hashem. They should call mitziuso and everything of mitzius is tluy beratzin Hashem. Uvechlalzeh. And part of it, by the way, is as I said, when you're davening, it means, we said this a few weeks ago, part of davening is recognizing how great Hashem is and praising Hashem. The more we're cognizant, the more we're aware of that, the more it's, it's, we inculcate that, the more it's part of our gut, that the godless Hashem, the greatness of Hashem, the rainbows, the awesomeness of Hashem, the more we realize we're dependent on Hashem. So part of tefillah, part of prayer is the praising Hashem for uh, the greatness, the omnipotence though, that Hashem is almighty and all-powerful and all-knowing. And to recognize our own smallness and nothingness. Um, uh, in, 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 not that we can compare, but in comparison to Hashem who is eternal, we are nothing. We're, you know, I forgot um, for his name. Who's, uh, there's a very famous uh, in the 1920s, very very famous like Bart 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 something like that um, weightlifter in Europe, and he got sick. And he's a young man, and he couldn't even pick up a pen at one point. He was so weak. I just know somebody who just had a surgery, rushed surgery. He was a very active person, had su- surgery, um, a very uh, sensitive surgery. Person can't function right now. You know, health people. I, I'm sure, Levy, I'm sure you know people who had variable interest rates. <laughs> and three years ago, we're rolling in the day. Three years ago, they were getting PPP money. Some of them got ERTC money, right? They had employees. And the, the rates were 2%. They were flipping deals. And today, some of them are losing their, their commercial properties. Right? I'm sure Levy can tell me stories. I mean, you've seen it all, you know. The, the, the same person who was rolling in the dough is now, I know some actually right now, can't get a loan. You know, and they, they're, they're cash crunched, and they have to be able to finance. Right? You know, the same people who are, whoa, right? Whoa, wealthy. Uh, you know, intelligence, or people who's, you know, I don't tell you the stories. You know, life is good, a kid gets sick, a relative gets sick, a parent, a child, their whole life, you, Khalila, person, in one minute, we're nothing. Each one of us, we're vulnerable. We're all vulnerable. We're all fragile, very, very fragile. And we have to recognize that it's actually, it's empowering. It's because we're delusional if we don't know that. We're delusional not to know that. So when we come to tefillah, we come to prayer, we recognize the greatness of the Rebbe the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch the greatness of the world, and our own vulnerability and smallness. And even very often what we think we could accomplish is, is not but for what Hashem allows us to do. 
right? All proper prayer is wearing, is filled with the anava, humility. That's as we come to pray to Hashem, we praise Hashem for His greatness. We recognize that we are not, uh, <laughs> we're, we're all vulnerable and fragile. Um, and we realize that we need everything from Hashem, everything, not take nothing for granted. Where Satan said that Nepo, literally falling down, figuratively, literally, um, but it means that when you doubt, you pray, you put your, you realize everything's up to Hashem. So the, the, well, the ten languages of prayer, and therefore, Anava is not like just a condition of prayer, but Anava is actually a it's actually a form of prayer. You could say Anava is a, a precondition for all prayer, for all tefillah. But it's also, there is a, a form of prayer called Nipo, which is based on Nava. She adds mes herkesh. It's the Nipo, it's a feeling of humility that I, a person begs and asks Hashem. Uh, and supplicates, like a, like a, like a, a poor person, umaducha, right? Levush is wearing, you know, rags, damaged, hurt, and he's, he's has the opportunity, he's begging for somebody who can help him Feed his kids, feed himself, heal himself. Um, even without even saying, asking the person, as he walks to the person who can help him, can help him, right? He's asking for help. He's asking for help. If he understands it, a human, a human, generous Jew who gives and sees a person who's desperate and it's gonna right. All of us, if somebody would come to a door, they're starving and crying. They can't. They're gonna be evicted, or their, their their kids are in their house starving. Or you can give money for somebody's surgery to save them, or they're desperate. Something. All of us, we, we would we would extend ourselves. We're rachmanavadei rachmanav. We're merciful people. And certainly a wealthy person who has the ability. He's not going <laughs> to... He has plenty of money in the bank. Can who, Hashem, who's Hashem is all, has them all the money in the bank. Can it serve Adam Lefebvre when we come to Davin? Hashem knows what's in our heart. Even before we, we, we do Nipah, Hashem knows how we're approaching Tefillah. How we're approaching prayer. When we come in front of Hashem, and we're in front of him with a, with a, a broken heart. And we understand clearly we have nothing. Nothing guaranteed. Nothing, we don't own anything. Everything is borrowed. Our time is borrowed. Our health is borrowed. Our heads are borrowed. Our wealth is borrowed. Our family's health is borrowed. Our house is borrowed, you know, your neighborhood, the neighborhood we live in is borrowed. Everything we are, borrowed. We have nothing on our own. And there's nobody we can go ask to own anything, only Hashem. Right? We feel like, you know, we're truly unworthy. We don't have Torah or Yira. You're coming in front of Hashem and you're just asking Hashem because we know Hashem is Hashem is our Father in Heaven. He loves us. Hashem cares for us and He wants us to ask. 
Remember I said a few weeks ago, now I said, Pinkus said a few weeks ago, he's waiting for us to ask. If we don't ask, we will not get. If we don't ask, we will not get. But preconditions, to, and he's telling us now how to ask. It's not just ask, it's how we ask the question. As servants to their master, or, or maid servants to their mistress, we look to you to, to sustain us. We, we, only, we should just look at us. We're looking to you. Says not to tell him Kuchov Gimel one twenty three, right after Shemas Esai and S Ena Ela Harim. That's at one twenty one. She say Nasasi S Ena Yoishim Hashem. We look up to Hashem in Shemayim. Noise Ena the Shemayim, but another Gemur. We look to Hashem. Another Gemur of the Hergesh Aleiv. She Ena Rak. We need to send Chain, Grace, Mercy, Sat Shmaya, Shefa, Haribakasha to me. That's the most important Bakasha. The king called and we're asking Hashem, Yivakesh Derech Hanava, we should ask from Hashem and out of humility. As the language of Yosef Karan, the Shulchan Aruch, Derech Tachrunim, in a way of supplications. Kirash, like a pauper, Hamavakesh, with Pesach, who's by the door. Zu, Tfila, Acheres, the Gamri. Totally different type of Tfila. And it's more likely to be answered. Like anyone who has Rachman, when you see somebody with, with, in Tsar Gadol, or you need, they need them, right? Somebody comes to you crying. Khalilu should ever experience this. They knock on our door, your friend, a friend, friend, says, My wife. Is on her deathbed, and there's a surgery. We can heal her. She just isn't the money to pay for it. You give what you can. You know, it would warm you up, right? Imagine if a person's father or son. We're Hashem's children. Hashem, of course, is going to have if we ask. If we ask, and if it, it's not just for the surgery. Whatever we need, if we come crying, I told you all the time. I'm a parent. I don't have many children. Kid asks me, and they, I feel like they really need it. They they cry. They feel it, right? And if I, they, and they really do need it, of course, I'll give it to them. Okay, Miss Kab, if you come cocky, come, oh, okay, Hashem, please give me this. Hashem would be nice, convenient, shmak. Miss Gaye, she misgats about the oven for a spark called the Mashalem, Shachaslo, Klum, her name is the Melo, she in Ravakish Klum. It's like you're asking nothing. If you don't really, if it's not so important to you, <laughs> you're not so needed, right? You know, uh, uh, it's, it's a nice thing, you know, even, uh, you, know, uh, you know, if a spouse wants an expensive car, way beyond your budget, and they say, oh, it'll be nice to have this. Who's buying that? You know, who's buying that? You know, it's going to, you know, if, it, but they, if they can, if it's mamish a need, whatever they need be, Hashem is, there's no budget by Hashem. He'll give if we need it. If we ask what our needs are very likely to be answered. Uh, if you're asking like it's a luxury, it's a nice thing, I would prefer it. You know, if you ask a cocky, like chewing gum, you know, why should Hashem give it to you? It's an Indian. That's what Hoshea the Navi says, Hoshea, the, the first of Treyasar, 
the Jewish people like a now, like a young lad. If we look to ourselves, uh, to come to Hashem as a nar, as a young lad, as a yellow, as a little boy, we're dependent on Hashem like a little baby. Baby cries at night for the mommy. It's, not, it's three in the morning, it's four in the morning, it's the middle of the night. Of course, Bella's going to feed the baby. Right? We have to look at ourselves. We need Davon Hashem, Hashem, we need this. Hashem, please help me. Mispal Beharish Levi Davon with hearts. Shekom Etsiyasa Tzvah Rachma Kaddish Baruch Hu. We're dependent on Hashem. Memele Yerachma Lava Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem, I'm a mercy to look like we're little kids. And we are little kids. It's delusional to think that we are, have anything that we own. We are all, are, 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 you know, we're all dependent on tremendous session. I told you last, a year ago, mama, a year ago, I, I was driving on a normal morning and I got hit in the, direct at me. And, you know, my life could change, in, my car changed in one minute, with 10 seconds, totaled. But, Baruch Hashem, I was fine. I got hit like this. Right? Uh, you know, crazy. In one second, everyone needs tremendous rachamishamayim. Like, uh, little boy in our school, kind of almost, the next day, 1,700 children. One little boy's not feeling well one day, and then the next day, everyone's davening for him. And he had a, a machla, terrible disease, saying, all of us, we, we're all, it's nothing, it's nothing, the whole, look, by the world is crazy. In one minute, the world could change. Yeah, we we're all we are babies in front of Hashem, and the more we know that, we're we're in touch with reality. See, not to know this is not just suicidal, and I mean suicidal because we can have all kinds of things that should come to us if we'd ask correctly, right? And success and closest to Hashem and Olam Haba, success in this world, success in the next world, and a connection and, and the weight when you down this way, you're davik and you cling to Hashem. Or a person could be delusional, <laughs> actually be crazy enough to believe that something that's not theirs is theirs and guaranteed. And because they had it a week ago, I'll have it next week. And far from Hashem, despise from Hashem, lose out the things in this world and the next world. Because we're delusional. Listen to this. And the Bali must really say that Gaiva, arrogance, is not made mostly against man. Of course, it, there's manifestations against man. It's be'etzim, it's against Hashem. Because the reason you look down, not you, somebody looks down at another person, is because you think you're better. That means you think, what, you, you forget Hashem gave you everything. It's, this is an amazing thing. Do you know why a person can be arrogant? Is not, it's, it, even though it will manifest itself, a clape in, in, in interpersonal relationships, how you treat people, how you talk to people, whether you get angry at people, whether you look down at people, it's really about you and Hashem. Because a person thinks to themselves, is, is, is honest with themselves, that when they have comes from Hashem, they're not going to look down at anyone else. I'm no better than that. I just, Hashem gave me this. You treat people better. That's, that's it. The main thing of uh, humility is recognize Hashem. The main thing of arrogance is not... We usually say, what a bald guy, what an arrogant, cocky, rude person. And we look at how they treat people. The real cause, the impetus of arrogance 
is is is, is, is it's against Hashem. It's you're forgetting that Hashem gives everything. Hashem says that an arrogant person in ani who I can't be in his surroundings. And it's like you're you're kicking away Hashem's presence because you're taking over. You're saying it's me. It's, it's delusional. But beer bezet, an explanation is. The Yisoyi called Tachlis Bria Sa'ilum, the reason you and I and everyone who will share, everyone who doesn't need to share, but everyone who will live in this world should know there's a purpose in this world is to, to, to bring Hashem in this world and to reveal Hashem. There is nothing but for Hashem. It is Hashem's world, and even though we're in a world of Hester Panim, where a lot of the divine is concealed, even though there's so much. Miracles in nature and in, in life, um, and in in in, in, in 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 divine providence and in the Jewish people, right? In so many levels and in Torah, right? But we, we our obligation is to see Hashem ever this world. It's the purpose of the world from, from the beginning of time. and if you're a person's arrogant, they focus on themselves. Oh, look at me. I'm like, Paro, me, Hashem, Hashem, who is God? Right? There's a feeling in a person, it's not my world, it's, I, you know, it's my choice, my decision, my whatever, my, 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 my brains. You forget about Hashem. What I'm doing is important. Now, again, we're, we're obligated to do everything we can in this world. Which in, in, in spirituality to be successful and in, in, in the material world to do what's necessary to be successful. But it, all success comes from Hashem. When you're davening, the, the thought process is to be. By the way, I just want to stress as this in the beginning, Pinkus said, when a person davens this way, they come early. They come early to show. <laughs> They they, they they dive in differently. They they come to show if everything is dependent upon Hashem, they'll dress properly for davening. You know, many many people. You know, in, in the in the yeshivish world, wear a hat or you know, uh, or certainly a jacket. Um, they'll, they'll put on something special for davening. They they will not if they're davening in the house, even if it's COVID. You know, Khalil Shar experience that again wear sandals. Or slippers or shorts, whatever it may be. The, the, it, it makes, I am home, nobody sees me. You're coming, you're dominating in front of Hashem. <laughs> person's coming to dominate. It, it, the whole, it's not just the words, it's not just the heart, it's how a person approaches tefillah. Right? The Tzluim Machbiyad Hashem. Without Hashem, we have nothing. And we're asking for, for bracha, for blessing. And the, 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 the primary praise is to see Hashem as one in the world. It's Hashem's world. If you're focusing on yourself and you're thinking about me, then you're forgetting about Hashem. Because if you think that you're smart because you have your intelligence and your wealth, you're forgetting about Hashem. And the more we, we stretch the nimdim, we're judged. Our prayers are in our humility. Certainly, there's a, there's a holiness. There's a pristine level of prayer when we're in a moment of tragedy, a moment of 
distress. Why? Because when a person's distressed and feels vulnerable, they daven properly to Hashem. <laughs> you know, the Ramban says, whenever a person dies, davens in distress, it's a tefillah The G'daylam all say, every time you daven, you should daven like you're in distress. This is something I desperately need. Right? Torah study. I mentioned last week, a person wants to finish shots. If you want to finish shots and you feel you want to do it, it it's so important to you. It's distressed. You will daven for that. You know, I, I'm not advocating for this, but I remember many, before today's now very big, the Breslov or Hasidim, the, the Breslov is a, is a certain sect of Hasidim. They're very into happiness. Uh, <laughs> they're also very into going to Uman, where Abnachman Breslov is buried, or Rosh Hashanah. I remember once a guy was by the name, he came collecting, Mamish collecting, that he should go to Uman. To this guy, Going to Uman for Rosh Hashanah was, I'm not joking, when he, when he talked and he thought, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a show, it was literally, he was going to be evicted from his house and starved to death and he didn't go. <laughs> that's how he viewed going to Uman. I'm sure that's how he dominated Hashem. And he, I'm sure this guy ended up in Uman because that's how important it was for this person. Now, I, you know, I would go to Uman for anything against it, for Rosh Hashanah. Actually, I'm thinking of writing an article on the history of Uman. It's, it's a fascinating and sad Jewish history way before Rav Nachman and Breslov. Rav Nachman and Breslov picked Uman because of the tragedies that happened in that city. It was a total, total slaughter. By the way, <laughs> I, again, I'm not going to take sides in Ukraine versus Russia, but the history of Ukrainian Jewry was brutal. You know, they, were, they were from the worst, if not the worst, in Eastern Europe for generations. Chalmanitsky right? going all the way down. The Ukrainians were much worse than the Poles from, you know, on most levels. Amen, brother. Ah, right, Amen, right. No, 100%. Lady, lady, it's, it's, uh, they, they just learn the history of what happened in Ukraine. My Bobby, you know, who was from Poland, but you go up on the Polish border, who, you know, I, as you all know, I wrote an article about the history of the Holocaust. My Bobby said that the Ukrainians were the worst. <laughs> she felt, that, and some of them were, they were, they were worse than the Nazis. Um, I, actually, my, my wife's grandmother was also, she was just listening to her, she was Nefteris about a couple of years ago. She was listening to her interview with the Holocaust when she was from Hungary. She said when they got uh, to the first camps, there were Ukrainians there. They were kicking Jews to death. The people in the camps were Ukrainians. Now, I'm not saying that's the word today, but just keep in mind um, that did occur. And, I mean, it, it's not, it wasn't that long ago. And it was for a long extended period. The Ukrainians were bitter anti-Semitic, bitter anti-Semites. And they killed many, many Jews, including Uman. So this guy, going back to the story, Uman, he went to go to Uman. Oh, if you look at Uman, it's all important. If you, if you and I, if we viewed learning shots that way, being, being able to dominate, I said, I think I once said this, I was, when I was in Lakewood, in Koyla, I was learning there on Rosh Hashanah night. This guy, was, I was sitting next to the wall, guy right behind me, now, usually, I don't you know, I kept hearing him say, please, Hashem, let me dominate wall. Please, Hashem, let me dominate I mean, he was like, he was, his whole dobbing, the night of Rosh Hashanah, I don't know what it was, Yom Kippur, I don't forget already, it was the year of 2001. That I remember, it was the year of 9-11. It was that 9, I, by the way, 9-11, I don't know about you, people felt, the COVID also, you felt the world was coming to an end. <laughs> and by the way, that is our always reality. There's no reason 9-11 can't happen again, Chas Rishon, none. You know, um, you know, but you felt it. It, it broke the, 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 the COVID also. In one minute, the world changed. But I remember this guy 
it was the, it was the year, because I remember that year, I remember where I was sitting, that Rosh Hashanah, was the, 9-11 happened 10 days before Rosh Hashanah, I remember where I was sitting, I remember thinking, like, who knows what the next few, uh, just, you know, will Mashiach come, will Mashiach not come, like, you know, the, uh, a lot of stories, not for now about that, um, we dive like that's a different galaxy. We daven, by the way, listen to this. I just, just listen up. I haven't heard you tonight, but I, I see your picture, right? Listen, and this is for everybody who's going to hear this year. We, every time you bow, most of us, we're davening Shemona Esrei, we bow, our bowing means nothing to us. <laughs> we bow, it's literally rote. It's like, more it means nothing. It's a ritual, cultural thing that we do. I, I don't answer this, but think to yourself. You dominate Shemona Esrei three times today. Even in California, you dominate three times, right? And it, do, when you dive in Shemona Esrei and you bow, did you feel it? Did it change? Did the, did the bowing change? Did you think about it for a millisecond? But the, the whole Tikkun Chazal, the reason, the Anshei Knesset Kedayla, the reason our Chachamim were Mesakim, that we should bow, in different types of bowing, whether we bend, bend our knees or, or just bow, bow our waist, in Tfilo, the Koecha, the Echik, the Mamaluk, the Yitzarcho, is Lisboinon, to ponder, to contemplate, to cogitate, to think, and put it into our hearts, how small we are, and we're going to mavato ourselves to Bayro. Now, I'll tell you personally, my highlight on Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, to a large extent, is when we bow on, on the ground. <laughs> and I used to bring my kids, specifically, even my little kids, into Shoal, when they're bowing for that experience, that you, we are nothing to Hashem. I, I'm serious. I, as much as I can get into Tzvilah, we're talking about his spotless, when I'm on the floor on Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, I feel it. Now, we should have it every day. I remember somebody told me, uh, someone I grew up with, that he got a shidduch, a marriage, like he felt was so above, so above him. He said every, that, I don't know if he, this is almost 30 years ago, he said every time he bows Moedim, thank you Hashem, he feels it. Moedim, he's nothing. Hashem, how in the world did this happen? Thank you Hashem. He felt, every time he bowed Moedim, he felt, thank you, and I'm a nothing. I'm undeserving. Moedim. But it's every time. It's not just Moedim. It's every time we bow. That's what we, what's there for. It's not to get exercise in the Nosh Monesrei. <laughs> it's not to break your boredom or to get, break your rhythm. V'yamru Chazal, the Gemara says in Brachas, Tafam Adayev, Hedit, a regular Joe, a regular Joe Shmo, bows in Avos, Magan Avram, and in Moedim, in the beginning of Moedim, and in Al-Kulam, a Koyen Gadol, because he's in a power position, right? He has to bow in the beginning of every bracha because they need more humility. It's not you, Koyen Gadol. You're just a Shliach. And the king, a Melech, came on Shikara when he starts one Esther, he bows. This is what the Talmud says, and he does not get up until Adam means the whole Shimon Esther of a king is bowing. You king, who everyone every day walks in, they bow to you, they walk into you, and they say, Your Highness, Your Majesty, Melech, King, you king got to bow the Hoshman Esrei. You're too wearing borrowed clothes, King. Melech Israel, Melech of the Jews, you too are wearing borrowed clothes. 
you're also, all of your power, all of your all might is only from Hashem. And therefore, a king was a lot harder when everyone's bound to you all day. Right? It's a lot harder to keep this in mind. And so he has to be bowed, the whole Shemun has to be. That's the point of, of Ashtach Havayu, though. And where's the Raya for that? The Gemara, the Talmud, the Gemara says a Raya from Shlomo. Shlomo Melech finished, who was the most powerful king in the world, right? When he came Hashem, he got up from the altar of the Mizbech, where he's, where he's sitting on his knees, he's bowing up there. And there, the, the Talmud, really, the Pshad of Talmud, Shechol Sha'adam Golodeser, the more we are uh, bigger, the more people need us, the more power we have, it's a lot harder to, you know, to be, to be humble because people tell you how great you are. You're so good, you're so amazing, you're so fantastic. Shekot, uh, the contrary, we need more of not. That's why King has to be bad all the time. Because really the external actions of a person are, are, are giving them a, a self-image of not humility. And really they're, they're just as vulnerable, if not more vulnerable than anyone else. I was just showing my wife, my, my, my next article, Be'ezus Hashem, is on the history of the city of Rome, Roman Jewry. By the way, a remarkable, sad history of the city of Rome. Uh, the longest continual Jewish community in Europe is in Rome, okay? The longest, straight, without a break, community in Europe is in the city of Rome. There is a wild history. My wife at one point said, how in the world is... I was giving her to me, I'm still editing it. She's actually looking over just to give me get her thoughts. I always share with her to see, you know, her, her, her in it. Um, she said, like, how, how come there's so many... In the beginning, the Caesars went back and forth, and, and Pope, I said, they kill each other left and right in the beginning. You know, you were a, you were a king, you were a Caesar, you were, you, were, you were a death sentence. By the way, even today, if you're a president, you need more security than anyone else. You know, we just lost... Uh, I'm not going to be massively eulogized over here. Um, the, the senior Godel in our sort of Gershon Edelstein was a tzaddik, a goyin, he passed at 100, he's giving sheer to the last day of his life. You talk about humility, the totally unassuming person, the Chazan Ish, he used to blow a chauffeur and it's a bucker in the Chazan Ish's house in the 1940s already. He was one of the first students of the Parliament of which was historically the best yeshiva in Israel. He has no arrogance. He was such a humble person decades ago. Great, great person. So I saw today that a, a clip of Benjamin Netanyahu, Bibi Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, going to pay a shiva call to the family in Bnei Brak. So how is Bnei, Bnei Brak, by the way, is from the safe, is probably the safest city in Israel. Okay, <laughs> the safest city in Israel. How is, do you think Benjamin Netanyahu takes a car and drives? and drives his car to himself to Bnei Brak to pay a shiva call at, in, in, you know, in an area in Bnei Brak which probably has less violent crimes than any city that size in, in the world. I'm saying it's a no. You know, walk, there's little kids walking in on Bnei Brak. No, there's no murderers. There's no, you know, nothing. You know. no, it's, it's still, it's a horrorism. It's not, not it's a very serious. How do you make a call? You should see the lights, the amount of cars coming with lights all side, you know, Bibi Netanyahu, Prime Minister, are coming in all directions. They come out, like, like SWAT teams come out, you know, they're like looking around. I mean, you're a king. You're, you're vulnerable. People are looking to kill you. <laughs> but you can still think to yourself that, you know, you can still think to yourself, you know, that I'm great. But, you know, Bibi Netanyahu himself, 
I've met him more than once. I've been with him more than once. And I was there several years ago when, they, when all these court cases started against him. And I remember, I'm not, uh, I'm not opining whether he's, uh, the extent of he's guilty or not. He's clearly, he's clearly not a tzaddik and he's clearly a political, it's clearly a lot of it's political. He would not be, this would not happen in America for various reasons. Trust me, what Trump and Biden has done <laughs> Both of them make what people is nothing. I mean, literally nothing. In Israel, like, there, there was a witch hunt on him. Again, I'm not saying he did everything so glot. I'm not, I'm not his defense attorney. But, anyways, so there was some people were telling people a lot of the good things he did. He said, Please tell that to, to my friends in the press who are only looking to destroy me. Right? The only thing is, and they are, by the way. This is not. The, 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 the press is left, far left in Israel, and they would look to destroy Bibi Netanyahu 20 years ago, let alone, so if they have a, a whatever. You know, I, 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 this is a person who, when he gets elected, Bibi Melech Yisrael, he starts singing the Kaisal. He's vulnerable just as much as you or I are, but he, but he can fool himself. So he has to, a king has to bow the whole time. He has to bow the whole time. Wait, but the whole point, we might say, if, if, just, if, just this alone, if tonight, if tonight, we start thinking to ourselves, every time we bow, we're not getting exercise. It's not a cultural thing. It's that we should be spotless. And it will change our lives. It will change our tefillah. It will really, just every time we bow, we think who we're bowing in front of and why we're bowing. It will change our tefillah. It will change our lives. It's such an important thing. It says the more we have, whether it's Torah or Yerushalayim, religious thing, plenty of people are good people, religious people, but they're arrogant. They think I'm so great and holy. It's like it's our also because they develop, and, and with that self development comes. Oh, they're not so religious, or they're not so holy, or they're not so learned. I'm a big Tamar Chacham. It's also Yitzharo. <laughs> I don't think it's not. Or wealth, or power. The more a person, the more blessing a person has, they have to have more time for contemplation. Being hanava about humility, that no, it's just borrowed. It's all from Hashem. It's all from Hashem. They're spotless and not nullifying their sins. When you're bowing, we're bought all the art, certainly if we're we, we, you know, we, it helps bring, uh, uh, you know, we go on the ground, literally, it, it inculcates, it helps us have yira, true fear of shamayim, true um, uh, appreciation for our own vulnerability. How unfortunate, to say the least. That this maizah of Ishtachavah, this, uh, this amazing thing that Chazal or Masakin, for us, of every day to bow, is something we just like, just like another thing of rote, Mitzvah it doesn't affect us whatsoever, and move on Amiti, with the whole point of Ishtachavah, of bowing is, we should think to ourselves, you know, like everything else in life, to acquire anything of value, Takes a little bit of work, right? We should all be working on our humility, which is again not just the condition of prayer; it's prayer itself. And now, in, in it, and he says it's the tnai; it's actually the condition that uh, is most needed for prayer to be successful. As I said before, 
if a person is has another, has humility, they cling to Hashem, they're one with Hashem. They, they get they, the only way we're going to get many things in our lives is if we ask. And the only way to ask correctly is with with a real another real to ask Hashem because it's not up to us. If a person's arrogant, they're delusional, and they will lose in this world and the next world, and they will be far from Hashem and despise from Hashem. A very easy, important way that you and I can work on our own anava and his spotless and improve our tefillah is every time we bow, know why we're bowing. Okay, we'll hold here. I'll pick up next week.